All right. Hi guys. Welcome back to the recalibrated podcast. I am your host, Mallory Brown, and I'm really stoked to have my friend Kat Osterman with me um, to give context to how we know each other. We've never met in person. We've only met via a computer screen and yeah, I met her through a good friend of ours who plays in the world of softball and Kat was at a tournament called the AU league in Chicago over the summer. And I was taking some of the girls through the book of James and just kind of some topical stuff. And that's kind of where our friendship birthed. And then she's also an elite athlete herself and she's a workout junkie. So we get to sweat virtually on the Peloton bike multiple times a week. And we do another Bible study on Friday. So that's kind of our friendship story, which is so Bible dominant, but I love it. Um, and so I'm just really excited to share more of her with you because I'm going to learn a lot myself. So Kat, thank you for being on Recalibrated. And I'm just, uh, I'm eager to know, how would you answer the opening remark of who is Kat maybe today? Uh, yeah. Who is Kat today right now? How would you respond? Um, so Kat today, Kat today is, um, still a professional athlete, uh, still striving for another Olympic games. Um, I have been to two in 2004 and 2008, and then softball was taken out after 2008. So, um, 2020 or slash 2021 will be the first time we're back in since 08 and, um, came out of retirement to attempt that journey. Um, and then, I think, you know, on top of the softball accolades, my favorite is just the journey I've taken um, to be a, a daughter of Christ, sister in Christ. Um, again, uh, grew up Catholic, went to college and like many people enjoyed the freedoms of college and the freedom of choice and the not being forced to dress up and go sit, stand and kneel in a pew, but um, kind of got away from it. And then Thankfully, I saw the signs and the people in my life and um, felt God's pull to come back and um, more, you know, just, I guess, probably in the last five, seven years or so, mm-hmm. um, really dove headfirst into that journey, like feeling his pull and just was like, okay, I need to do this. Something was missing in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed, obviously, plenty of success in softball, but um, it just never felt like enough. Um, there was always kind of a little part of me that was just empty. Um, especially after our 08 loss, um, coming home, there was just like, almost felt like nothing in my life because we had lost and the letdown of that was so big. Um, and so, yeah, last about seven years or so, I, um, found my way back to Christ and I think the, who I am, hopefully, um, a Christian speaks out, speaks louder eventually more than the softball player. Um, but I have enjoyed the journey and then the people like you that God has connected me with, um, over time, whether it's in person or virtually. For sure. That's, that's kind of, well, I think it's, I mean, I don't, I've never seen you play softball, which is <laughs> funny kind of. Um, however, I, if I could affirm you in that, like I just, for those of you who don't know Kat personally, and I'm learning to know her, um, from what I've gathered, she doesn't speak a whole lot. Um, but when she does speak, it's like very much saturated with wisdom. So I feel like those people are few and far between because, I myself am a talker, clearly hosting a podcast, but I think it's really healthy to be around people that just really like marinate on what they're going to say and that know when they speak, it's with very, um, it's intention driven. It's not just to like speak. And that's, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a lost art in the Christian space. And with social media, I feel like people just share to share. Is that like a good assessment? And you can, in humility, is that pretty accurate about you? 
That is pretty accurate. Um, I mean, with my casual friends, I'll talk a ton. Sure. But um, yeah, in, in most situations, I want to make sure when I speak, um, I'm delivering with a purpose or an intent. And For sure. definitely in the Christian space, um, you know, I think you hit it on the head. There was a period of time in my life, especially early on when I was beginning my walk with Christ again. Um, I was kind of almost hesitant to share things on social media, just out of the fact I hadn't before and somewhat concerned about offending some people and not others. And finally, I just was like, heck, I haven't really cared in my life if I offended people, um, (laughs) before (laughs) my friends will tell you, I'm also very, very honest when I talk. Um, so yeah, um, when I share, it's usually something that speaks to my heart or something Mm -hmm. I've learned, whether it's in our Bible study or other um, books or things I dive into. Um, but I really enjoy really imparting wisdom on people and not just throwing aimless things out into the the universe. Yeah, no, I, I can attest to that. I think it's, it's a lost art by way again of social media, but just even in like a team space, like just, I mean, this is impromptu question, but it's curious. I'm curious to know, like, how do you find that works being a Christian in a world of softball where I'm guessing it's not dominated by Christianity. What is that? Like, how do you share wisdom? Um, I bet you can almost speak scripture without quoting scripture. You know what I mean? Like you basically say the verses, just don't say the citation of the source of where it comes, but how do you do that well and confidently in a world that doesn't exude Christianity per se? Yeah. Um, it's been interesting in my softball journey, obviously when I was, first getting into the national team, I was in college. So as I said, I was kind of in the, not really, not really knee deep into my Bible or anything like that. Um, and so I listened, um, we had a teammate, Leo, Brian Amico, who talked about it a lot. And I kind of listened knowing I'd grown up in the church and Mm -hmm. there were times that we had conversations and times I just decided, you know, put my head, my nose in another book. Um, since coming out of retirement, the interesting thing has been there are more um, Christians that are vocal about it and share about it. And it's been fun um, to be in, be in groups with them and talk with them about mm-hmm. whether we do a Bible study or just, you know, random conversation. But it's really remembering at the end of the day when we're working, everything we've been given has been given us given to us from, from Christ. Um, so it's really fun to actually see how many of us do prayer circles or, um, you know, come to Bible studies. But I think even when teaching young kids in this space, it's a matter of, like you said, like speaking scripture, but without the, uh, the details. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's just allowing people to see your love and your kindness and your heart come through as opposed to just your softball knowledge. And I think for a long time for me, softball is what I knew. Um, obviously it took me some time to know scripture and know Christ and be able to share that. But now I feel like I can combine the two. And so it's more of, I will say I'm more a hundred percent more aware of how I mm-hmm. say things and how I word things than I used to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big part of, um, you know, the Christianity that I've, I've gotten to be more knowledgeable about. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I would guess, cause your professional career has been viewed as cat as a non-Christian and cat as a Christian, that had to be hard to kind of make the switch and say like, Oh, well, here's the cat 2.0 that loved Jesus. Like how, how do you do that authentically? Yeah. How did you, I mean, how did you walk? That had to be hard. How did you walk through that? Yeah. Publicly um, kind of a little bit. Um, so I didn't, the initial part was kind of privately, um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I had many people in my life who had been speaking the word and talking to me. Um, another random connection, I had met a guy who came on his official visit at Texas when I was in my fifth year, um, happened to be from Tampa where my grandparents lived and made the comment that I go there quite a bit. And so I ended up working with him and his dad doing a Christmas drive for the baseball organization his dad ran. Yeah. And then I stayed in touch with the family after that. And both, um, both sons ended up, you know, um, their walk with Christ and sharing it. And actually the younger son, um, kind of became my little brother Mm -hmm. and he, encouraged me at one point when I was kind of complaining about life. Um, he was like, why don't you just try to go to church one time and happened to be about the same time that the good Lord put, um, this RBI organization here in Austin that I connect with, um, put them in my life. They asked me to come on board and start softball. And I truly wanted to, but there was half of my heart that was like, there's no way I can do this when their other pillar is mentorship in Christ. And I don't have Christ. So I was like, I don't want to just be the softball piece. Like that's right. kind of, you feel awkward when the other, when the Christian piece comes in. And so the idea had been in my head to kind of figure out a church to go to. And finally, you know, um, when I joined with RBI, they kept inviting me to church and different mm. prayer services and stuff that they were having. And um, I finally kind of took the leap of faith and I still remember the first mass or church service I went to with them. I still call it mass because I'm Catholic. And I just was bawling the whole time. And I don't know what the topic was. I don't really think it was that emotional, mm-hmm. but for me, it was just a matter of like, okay, I hear you, God, I'm here. Um, and then slowly, but surely I started um, sharing what I was learning and what was on my heart. And then um, I think the best piece was there was one point where I blogged my testimonial and like kind of how all of this came about. And um, when people heard that, um, There were quite a few that were like, my daughter needs, you know, my daughter's in college. She needs to hear this. Or I have a daughter who just finished college. She needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, share away. Um, But, you know, I think when you hear the calling, he's going to put the signs in front of you. And I had heard the calling. And then there were three, four or five signs that I was like, okay, I see him. Like, I'm not blind. Like, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm finding my way back. That's really cool. I mean, we have to remember, like, for me, God's voice isn't audible. I wish. Sometimes I wish he was like, Mallory, turn left. But when the signs are undeniably him, it's really cool though. You were obedient to that because you could have just said, you know, I'm going right. I, I see it. And I just, I don't want it. And I'm sure there were years where you did go the opposite direction, but it's, it's neat when everything aligns as it should. And there's just a posture of surrender. You know, I would, um, I'm just curious when you put your faith on a blog mm-hmm. for anyone to see, cause it goes viral, right? What, what were you like, just what was the response like? Were you kind of just in awe of how many people, like those two women that reached out, like my kid needs to see this. Were you kind of blown away? Like, are you kidding me? God, like, this is just my story and it's just someone else's benefit. Like, what was your like kind of emotions around that? Yeah, I was kind of, I was in awe, but I think more I was, um, I think I was surprised by how many people really took to it. And, mm-hmm. and I think I was kind of bracing for worst case and getting sure. like, the wrath or the right. hypocrite, the people asking if I was a hypocrite, because I hadn't shared this up to this point and things like that. Um, but no, I, I was shocked and so surprised with how positive the um, comments were, the, oh. the, the two women that reached out about their kids needing to read it. And I was like, And there were even some moms that were like, this gives me hope that my child might find its way back. And I'm like, yes, like there is hope. There's always hope, but you know, your child has a different path. Like you may want to control it, but that may not be the path that 
it's that he, he or she's destined for. And, um, you know, I know my mom was the same way when I did finally start sharing. She asked me, she was like, so can I just ask what spurned this all of a sudden? And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, mom, like just, I felt a call and I just mm-hmm. saw signs and I, I followed them. And, you know, she was happy. She grew up, she went Catholic school from K through 12. So, yeah. um, that's always been a staple in her life. And so I know, you know, I saw her kind of be the same thing. Like, where did this come from all of a sudden? But, but then again, when we follow, I think I was also blown away, not by the reception of it, but then everything that kind of followed. Then I met, or I should say reunited um, with what is now my husband. We had dated 10 years prior. Um, so we reunited. The wow. second, I know the second we met again for the first time, I knew like he came out to the car, opened the car door and I had the biggest butterflies. I was like, this is it. <sighs> like 10 years later, we haven't spoken a word, but you're stuck with me now, bud. Wow. Um, That's, that's a wild. I know. It's so, it's such a crazy story. Um, a longer one than we have. I'm sure. But, but, um, you know, and he's, he's a God loving man. And so, um, you know, everything just kind of finally got put in place after that. And so that's where I know that I I know it was a calling. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not just something I thought at the time was a calling. Now you look back and you're like, I answered the call and he put life in, in perspective. So the reception of it, social media wise, and then just watching life unfold, both were so overpowering. I love what you just said. I'm writing it down. I answered the call and he gave like life to it. I think, yeah. Like when you, again, signs are illuminated, right. And you like, you feel like the, the posture of surrender, like coming near it's, he will give you the strength to like carry through. Right. I think sometimes we're like, Oh God, it feels so weak to just like bow down to something other than self. And it's just really kind of you to even, I mean, it wasn't rehearsed, but for you to say that, like he will sustain even in the full surrender, it sounds countercultural, which it is. But um, I think that language is critical. Okay. So you kind of shared our story, your story, our story, your story about how um, you came to faith and it was a process, which is so healthy for everyone to hear. And it, it didn't happen in college outrightly, or even when you hit the professional realm, would you say on the other side of it, whether it was like knowing Jesus season or not, but typically I'm sure it's going to bend towards your life walking with Christ. Was there one, again, where we experienced many trials along the way, but was there one that you're just like, holy smokes, like if I didn't have Jesus riding shotgun with me, I would have crumbled. Like, where have you seen in your life that he was the legitimate backbone, which he always is, but more so it was very real and tangible that like, he was the thing that sustained you through the trial. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's actually very recently. Um, one with, with our two, our 2020 Olympic tour, um, being postponed. I mean, that got postponed in March and at the point it's postponed, I think most of us thought maybe we'd be back together in a month, maybe Mm -hmm. a month and a half. And then (laughs) here we are six, seven, eight months later and still haven't gotten back together. And, um, I think, uh, just trying to train on my own, stay in shape on my own with no, with no real destination in sight. You know, when you know you're getting back together on a certain date, you can at least have that as your, your viewpoint. Um, Mm -hmm. and there were multiple times that I would just finish workouts almost in tears because I was just so frustrated of being alone and so frustrated of the unknown. And, I had given up my full-time job, not to continue to train, but to hopefully jump into some other jobs that I had kind of lined up. And then like COVID 
blew it all up. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, how is this all going to work now? And there were multiple times I ended crying or I was just in the mornings down on my knees, begging for begging for him to let me have some type of motivation that day, because I was so frustrated with everything and not understanding what was going to be next for me. And, um, I am glad it it was during, you know, my, the years that I'm walk, I've found Christ again, because I don't know how I would have handled that if I didn't know that I could get down on my knees and pray. If Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had other women in the same situation that I could turn to who would be like, remember, you know, he has us remember that he has a plan. Like it's Mm -hmm. all going to unfold how it's supposed to. And, um, you know, I think that, and then couple that with, we had some we had a very interesting summer. Um, the athletes in limited league you talked about was absolutely a positive light after a little bit of a struggle, um, in a different situation, we went down to Florida to play and, you know, that kind of blew up politically, so to speak. And another situation where I was praying because I wanted to do the right thing and stay and play based on my teammates. But then in my heart, I knew I needed to come home with my family and mm-hmm. take care of them. And, um, and myself, to be honest. And Mm -hmm. another time where I just sat and prayed and was just like, tell me what's right. And at the end of the day, I I looked at everyone and I just said, you know, I know it's the right thing to do for me to go home. So I'm Mm -hmm. going home regardless of whatever happens and ended up, most of us went home. So, um, or wanted to go home. So we ended up, you know, forgoing the rest of the summer season, but, um, you know, I think I hate to say use COVID just because I know everyone's struggling with it, but it has been the the, the most challenging piece since I started my walk again. Um, but I think the back up a little bit to that, the decision to play again, again, was another calling that I, mm-hmm. I felt. Um, people had been asking me left and right if, if I was going to play again. And no, I'm done. Let the younger generation play, yada, yada. And then um, when someone finally put it on my heart and I talked to my husband about it and talked to some people about it and they were like, why not? And now I look at it and I'm like, had I not, mm-hmm. there's a whole another generation of athletes, females, anything that have now, because of social media, you know, clicked the follow button, but I get to share my heart and I get to share God with them. Um, I get to share the positivity of the world, whatever it is I share on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. But if I hadn't played again, his, pl- I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be spreading his word on this platform mm-hmm. to the same amount of people. Um, yeah. and that's where I look at it and I'm like, he knew what he was doing. He, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to say he told me to play again, but playing again has allowed me to, to truly amplify what he can do because obviously when I began this, I, w- I was in retirement, so I wasn't playing and I wasn't sharing while I was active as an athlete. And I think obviously when you're active as an athlete, you have more eyes on you. So um, to me, that's like the really cool part of this is I got to see all that and then realize, okay, he's using me there. And now I can totally lean on him in the hardest of hard parts. And trust me, there've been so many days where I'm like, there's no way I can, I can do this for another 12 months. And, you know, you don't hear the audible voice, but you just somewhere hear it deep down that says, yes, you can. I know Mm -hmm. you can. Mm -hmm. Well, I, going back to your original point, like when you answer the call, even a play, he will give you life. He'll sustain it. Um, well, I even think like the funny thing is like, I wouldn't know you if you didn't, you just, I mean, not, I mean, you are a value, but it's just crazy. You think about all these things. Yeah. God, God knows exactly what he's doing. He's got a spider web of people he wants you to intersect with. And I'm sure at some point you would probably look like I've had less like athletic playing time in the past year, but probably had more opportunity to like point to him. 
Yeah. You know, and I don't know. I just think that's pretty like, again, like just a reverse narrative of what you think, how, you, how could you spread the word? I need to be on TV and like, you know, share my testimony, but there've been all these other ways you've been able to just like broadcast him. And that's pretty cool. Um, especially because you said like your point of the big point is like, he has to be in fellowship with like-minded women who play the same game, but it's really, to, I mean, you're, I feel like your heartache is like to just magnify him. Like the only reason I'm out of retirement is because of it. So I just, I don't know. That's incredible. Incredible. Um, one thing I did want to ask. So like, you know, you say in some of your biggest trials, like just the knowledge of knowing I could drop to my knees and pray. Like I, we talk about this a lot in Bible study. Like sometimes it's hard because prayer doesn't ever guarantee answers, but it's a posture of stillness. Like definitionally, like why is it's a posture of stillness where you're just submitting your heart to him. But what did, what did that, how did that like just for maybe even in the minutes that you're on your knees, like how did that just help in the journey yeah. of the unknown? Cause you're still in it. You know what I mean? Like, so what does the, the actual art of prayer mean for you? Like, what does it do for your soul? I used to joke cause I wasn't sure I prayed right. Cause every time I prayed, I just thanked him for everything in my day. Oh. Um, and then someone's like, no, that's fine too. But I think I've, I usually start my days thanking him with like whatever happened the day before for waking mm -hmm. up again, those kind of things. So in the moments that it's hard for me, it's not so much of a, don't make it hard. Um, and I think I know deep down, I'm not going to get an immediate resolution sure. as much as sometimes that's what people expect, but it's mm -hmm. just more of a, when I speak it out and I ask for patience or I ask to, for him to lessen my frustration or give me understanding that not having control of the schedule right now is, mm -hmm. is okay. Um, when I speak those out, it's almost like you're telling yourself, have patience. You don't have to be in control all the time. And I know that as a Christian, obviously we're not in control. You know, I think the running joke, if you want to make God laugh, make plans. Um, <laughs> I was waiting to say that on our uh, Bible study. The other oh, day. please bring it. I mean, we're closing out on Friday, but yeah, yeah it's, it's really true. That's a great, but real yeah. point. Yeah. So I think when I drop to my knees and pray and I pray for the spiritual or just characteristical things that I need to make sure yeah. I calm down. Um, it's almost like speaking the life into yourself um, mm. by asking him for those in my opinion. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't come right away. Sometimes I'm still tears streaming down and doing mountain climbers while crying and yeah. trying to just finish. Um, but at the same time, I know that at some point I'm, I'm going to come rest assured and know yeah. that, you know, it's going to be okay. Something's going to take place. Um, and at the end of the day, if it's not what I want it to be, it's not in the plans. It's not in the cards. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, you can be disappointed. God's never said, don't be disappointed in how things play out, but we just have to trust that there's a reason and there's a meaning. And um, so I think that's kind of where I've put most of my eggs is when I pray is just knowing yeah. that at the end of the day, there's, there's a purpose that I don't know. Yeah. And um, my praying is to talk myself back into into an existence of, of, of peace and harmony and just trying to reconcile that your frustrations are okay and perfectly human and we're supposed to have them. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, you're not going to go to bed with these because you're going to trust that he has you. See you guys. She's incredibly wise. I think just one thing for people to remember what you said, like I'm huge on speaking out loud, praying out loud does feel like very powerful because it's, 
yes, God knows our heart's desires, but he also wants to hear it from like, just like a parent wants to hear from other kids. Like, tell me, tell me from your mouth, like what you're feeling or where you're, where you're aching. And I just, I love that you just make a point, not always maybe, but at times to just say, here's where, I'm, here's where I'm going today. And I just think that's very humbling, but also you say, I mean, again, we're, we're flesh like beings. We need to hear it again. And sometimes you probably hear it and you're like, okay, yes, that is exactly taking, I was reading, I'm reading this book and it just says every morning or every evening, take the inventory. Like, how are you doing? And sometimes the author wrote said, writing it down is great, but speaking out loud is better. Cause you then really hear what your soul is just like wrestling with. And I, I just love that you, you do that because it seems, I don't know. I, I would be curious to know how many people do that in prayer. It's awesome. Other than praying corporately for one another. So that's really cool. Even on like one-on-one time, you're like, Hey, here's my prayer life right now. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, and I feel like it's obviously this is, you know, this changes in seasons, but what, um, what would be your scripture or go-to maybe it's your mantra for everything, or is there something you kind of oscillate between based on the season or what is like your thing, your scripture right now? Is there anything specific that you adhere to and why? Well, I think going off of just COVID, um, walk by faith and not by sight. Um, that's kind of my favorite and that's been my favorite for a long time. Um, just because I think it sums up anything and everything as far as situations in life. Um, and then after that, sometimes it'll go based on what I've read recently. If something sticks out, um, or if my husband and I do some reading and, and something sticks out for our relationship or something like that, but when in doubt, it's always walk by faith and not by sight. And it's right next to my bed, nice and pretty. Someone, uh, one of my athletes bought it for as her senior gift to me. Um, oh, so, that's sweet. Yeah, it was super cute. Um, so we hung it next to the bed. So I see it every morning and every night. But um, to me, that's just even in sports in general. Like if you if if you took God out of the equation, like you still have to have faith that everything's going to work out after you physically prepare, like just because you physically prepare, we're still human. It doesn't mean you're going to go execute to hundred percent perfection. And so um, obviously I don't take it with the God piece removed. I keep the God piece in, yeah. but um, I just think in life in general, that's a better way to approach things. Cause uh, yeah, as a control freak, I have to, <laughs> I have to remember that not everything's in yeah. my control sometimes. And as much as pitching looks easy to me for some people, it's not. And uh, that's my one unhuman or one hundred percent human part that I can't control. And I know it, but I try to control everything else in life too. And you just can't do it that way. No, I think that's, I'm going to take that because I do, I think, especially even kids and anything, just like imparting that, that onto them is awesome. Like it's, it's just a, a deeper dependency of trust in God. That's pretty much all you're saying. And you're allowing for the margin of grace, like, good things happen by way of grace and things that you didn't expect happen by way of grace. So it's just one of those, you just have a healthy vertical acknowledgement of like, okay, like he's still in this and the good and the bad, but yeah, that's encouraging. And especially for teammates again, that don't do the faith piece. I'm sure even that, like, as you said, like they can attest to that, like that makes sense. There's like logical application to that, which is pretty cool. That's very, again, wise that you chose that verse. Okay. Well, I, I'm just so excited for, your journey to keep unfolding. I know you're like, maybe this might be it for you professionally, you know, after the Olympics, but I just, it's been a joy to like do Bible study with you. And I was, I was looking forward to kind of doing a, maybe a Bible study when you guys were going to play in December, but um, I feel like our, our paths are going to stay yoked just because of our, 
crazy love for fitness, not mine for softball, but just for fitness and Jesus will stay intersected. But um, thank you for sharing a piece of us keep with chasing you. you on that Peloton leaderboard. You're Please don't. It's, no, me. it's an unhealthy, but awesome. I think we've got such a, I love our community. We have this, for those of you listening, we have this really cool group of just women who literally their life tagline is like Jesus and workouts. That's pretty much it. And workouts of any sort, a lot of them are embedded on the Peloton, but it's, um, it's a healthy competition we foster amongst one another, but, um, you are incredibly wise. And if people don't tell you that enough, like hear this from the mountaintops, like I think if you get platforms to keep speaking, speak because you've got words that need to be shared, but it's, it's been fun getting to know you, but I just, I do pray, <clears throat> I pray that God keeps unfolding opportunities for you to use your mouthpiece because it's one that's worthy of hearing. So thank you for sharing you with us. Thank and you. Um, I'm excited to one day meet you in person as strange as that yes. sounds, but that's the reality we're sitting in right now, you know? Yeah, it'll happen one day. No doubt. All right. Well, fun. thanks Kat so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Recalibrated Podcast with Mallory Brown. This podcast is part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories intersecting sports and faith, check out sportsspectrum.com.